How's it going, everyone? This is Jason Navarro. You're listening to Tongues Out Podcast, and let's get into today's subject. Uh, before we do, do, actually, I want to give a shout out to my wife. She's slowly learning how to cut my hair. COVID-19 has been uh, an interesting um, time period. I used to go to uh, a great barber, um, and uh, she was phenomenal, but uh, obviously because of the pandemic, we just... Uh, she got furloughed from what she was doing and I didn't want to inconvenience her and her family to go out to where she is. And I didn't want to force her to have to make the drive to come to my place. So, um, it sucks though, because that's another person that had to suffer during this, this unfortunate pandemic. But I, I followed up with her and, and she seems like she's taking complete advantage of the free time at the moment. But, um, in due part, because of that, uh, I have a mohawk, and that's pretty hard to manage by myself. I cannot do that, and there's no one else that I can trust except for my wife, but she's never cut hair, and she was actually very hesitant to ever, like, touch it at all, but it had to get done. My hair just grows really fast, and so uh, she's getting a lot better at it. Um, just needs to work on some parts of it, but, yeah, thank you for that. But anyways, the podcast is not about that. The podcast is about... Finding out there. So in my live podcast on Sunday, I talked about how um, I wanted to transition from doing the van life. I don't think it's just feasible as a family. I think as we get older and me and my wife retire um, and and uh, our daughter, she grows up and doesn't want to be around her parents, which I highly doubt. But if that's a reality, then, uh, you know, the van life, we could definitely tackle at that point. But the, the one thing I've always wanted to do, there was two of them. One was uh, uh, living in a, in a smaller area, and living in a smaller area meant like maybe entertaining the idea of like doing a container house. But I've done enough research on that to, to know that containers are actually not, um, they're not feasible as a means of, of living out of. And the second uh, thing I've always wanted to be, uh, I've always been curious to try and when COVID ends, I would love to stay. I know there's a lot of Airbnbs that allow you to try out this. Like a lot of people that own these type of houses, they allow people to kind of rent out a room to give it a try. And I definitely want to want to spend time doing that. But uh, I want to try living in a self-sustaining home. So I want to, my dream would be to have a house that like I have uh, easy to manage a farm not really uh, like livestock, but just like plant-based. Uh, so having like a greenhouse already, having like um, a hydroponic system that doesn't really require too much work, uh, something that I could manage myself, and having a house that could essentially get all of its resources just from the land itself and being completely removed off of a grid. So the only thing would be the internet, and I'm assuming 5G obviously would be a thing, especially when I plan on doing this and 5g would be sufficient. It could travel long distances. The, the only weakness to it is that it can't penetrate through walls, but I could easily get around that by just having an antenna outside the house and then just doing a hard wiring from that inside. So the, the house itself, I don't think it's really too difficult. Uh, I think it's like self-explanatory and, and the, the self-sustaining home that I would build is more of a modern type of house that relies more on technology and so I would have to get a lot of electricity from like solar, hydro, if that would be feasible, and wind would be the three ways I would be uh, like determining how I would get my electricity. 
And so really to, to, to figure out exactly what's going to be the most feasible way to power my house, I have to think of areas where I could live. Well, Florida doesn't work because Florida, uh, <laughs> I don't want, I, I've always, I, I've lived there and I just, I do not want to go back home <laughs> as much as my family would love for me to go to Florida. And so, um, the next one would be being close to my wife's family, which is in Colombia. And entertaining doing something like this would be probably, a, not probably, definitely a lot cheaper to do something like that out there. But I don't, the, it's it's up there. It's the, the it, it's definitely something I want to think about. But just because of my, and I lived, I've lived there. You know, I lived there for a few years before moving to Las Vegas. And that's actually how I met my wife was out there. But even living out there, there's still a level of hesitation on my part of just like committing, doing a project like this out there. I wouldn't even know where to start. And I don't think my family would know. I would have to rely on like a lot of my family and her family to kind of help us logistically wise. And luckily there's no language barrier, but it's more like the technicalities and being in a different country. And so not entirely sure on that. So I've been looking in the United States. I did try like entertaining Canada for a bit, but Again, that's a different country, different laws, and I just, I'd rather, I'd be more comfortable trying something like this in a country where, you know, I'm from, I can, um, I can understand the laws, and it's just a lot easier for me to navigate it. It's probably the most expensive out of the three countries to try to do something like this in, but I, you know, if if I'm going to work towards a project, it'd be something like this. Anyway, self-sustaining homes don't cost as much as other traditional homes, depending on how you do it. And if I, the way I would do is I would buy a plot of land and then get a contractor and architect to to develop this out. And then I would just want it to keep a small house, not too big of room space, have a nice little living room area. um, And a three bedroom, two bath would be perfect for me. But anyways, I had to think about the geographical area. And so a, a lot of thought had to go through this. I talked about this in another podcast. I think it was yesterday's probably that I talked about it for a little bit. But I, I and I, I talked about it definitely in my live podcast where essentially ideally what I, where I would have wanted to be built was or live at would be Oregon or Washington State because I felt like they were green, very humid. You could get a lot of water. That's another thing too. It's not just about the power, but it's also about the water, like being able to grab enough rainwater to sustain yourself with, with enough drinking water and, and, uh, water usage essentially for everything you need water for. That was actually the biggest hurdle for van life that I, I, I found that that actually made it really hard for me to pull the trigger on something like that. Because essentially if I wanted to do van life, the, where I didn't feel like I was inconveniencing myself and my family, I would have to be around sources of like connectable water all the time to the van because 40 gallons of water is just not enough to do. Like we would have to take very short showers. And like when I was watching a lot of videos on it, a lot of people were talking about that. That was like the biggest thing that they wanted people to be aware of is that, you know, the, the water that you have on the vehicle would be more like in case of an emergency or like a last minute where you can't get connected to a place to restock up on water. That's like what that water was for, but it wasn't really meant for like you taking, you know, the occasional showers and cooking and stuff like that every single day out of, it's just not feasible. So I was like, shit, didn't think about that. Maybe in the future that that can change, but right now it's not, 
something that I could entertain unless I want to spend like a million dollars on like one of those massive RVs. But at that point, I would rather spend a million dollars on a wicked sick self-sustaining home. Um, so yeah, so I thought or like Oregon, Washington, and I've always entertained wanting to live in Oregon. It's a beautiful looking state, a lot of green, a lot of rain. Um, we would run into a problem with power per se, because I couldn't rely on solar, but if I built next to a river, I could do hydroelectricity. So I could, uh, build like a, 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 a like small little water mill that would essentially provide enough power for, for everything that I needed it for. And then I, I would still have solar panels in case there was some sun, but it's so gloomy out there that it's, it's very difficult to rely on something like that. And so, and then, but the thing that really threw a kind of a wrench into all of that was these recent fires recently out of California, Oregon, and Washington State. And I, I don't know those areas. I don't know how badly they were affected, but I know Seattle was affected. And I know Portland is um, like not too far away from Seattle as well. I mean, relatively. And all of them got like hit with a massive amount of smog and like dirty air. And I, I don't want to be in an area where I'm going to be fearful of like, I don't think the fire because I would build it in an area where I wouldn't be in a dry area. It would be like in a humid area, but still, I don't want to be in an area where there's like a <laughs> I said area like a million times there. Uh, I wouldn't want to be in a location where there would be um, this thought of having to worry about like dirty air because I know that ultimately in the long term, we're going to start to see a lot of issues with a lot of industrialized areas where people are going to be suffering from a lot of lung issues. And I just don't want to be around that. Like I know my lungs and my brain and my heart, like the three most important organs I need to treat as best as I can. And I've made some mistakes already, like when it comes to like treating those, those organs. So I don't want to, to continue doing harm to them. So I was like, well, shoot, I can't live in those areas. Where can I live? And so I, I did a simple search of like, where's the cleanest uh, water? Because, you know, I thought to myself, like, I want to be in an area where I don't have to worry about filtering my water. And funny enough, I couldn't believe it. And it made sense, actually, when, when I when I saw this. But there is a lake that is the cleanest lake in all of the United States. And some of you probably already know where I'm going with this. Some of you probably don't. But I, I've been fortunate enough to actually visit this lake a year ago, and I could not believe it was my first time ever seeing it, and it was a big regret of mine the moment I saw it that I didn't go see it more because it was gorgeous. I mean, the region was just beautiful. It was like the area. And I, I just I don't know why I never processed this ever when I was thinking about like areas I would like to live in and things of that nature, and that lake is Lake Tahoe. And if you've never been to Lake Tahoe, you're not going to, I can never do it justice by explaining it. I could just tell you my story. So while I was working for this cannabis company, I went to help train um, someone um, that was based out of Reno. And so I went out there and I, uh, I stayed there for like four days helping to train. And like, I heard of Lake Tahoe, but like, didn't really ever talk about it with anyone. I would just like hear that that was like a lake not too far away from Reno. But I helped train this girl um, and then I shadowed her 
at different um, dispensaries that she would work at. And she went between Reno and Carson City, where her two locations that she would go to. And Carson City is like an hour and a half drive from Reno, and it's the capital of Nevada, funny enough. But uh, when I went and I was hanging out with her, my boss, who's a, who at the t- or my boss at the time, who was a friend of mine and one of the owners of the company, he flew out as well just to kind of see how everything was going and making sure that she was getting the adequate training and that I wasn't, you know, spending my time just getting high at Reno. And uh, anyways, he was visiting family out in the region as well. So uh, he w- arrived the day before I was uh, planning on leaving and coming back to Vegas. And I liked Reno. Reno was really beautiful, really nice. It felt cleaner, calmer than Vegas. I was actually very surprised because I- I've only been to two areas at that time and in Nevada. And that was only uh, Las Vegas and Mesquite. And Mesquite is like way out in the middle of nowhere, out in the hills, in the desert as well. And so it's not really green in Mesquite. It's actually not green at all in Mesquite. And so when I went to Reno, I was like, wow, this is actually a beautiful area. Very expensive. I ended up finding out that it's expensive because a lot of Silicon Valley companies and a lot of employees actually come out to Reno because uh, it's the real estate is just a lot cheaper in Nevada than it is in California. And you're not too far away from that region as well. Uh, especially when you live in Lake Tahoe, because Lake Tahoe, funny enough, there's a California side and a Nevada side to it. And uh, when I was there, my my friend had asked me, he was like, have you ever been to Lake Tahoe? Like we were just talking about it. And I was like, no, I've never been. I don't even know. And he was like, what? You've never been? Uh, because I was talking to uh, a person and they were talking to like about Lake Tahoe and I was a beautiful lake and I should go before I leave. I don't know how we got into the discussion talking about it. And he overheard me, you know, having this conversation with this random person. And he was like, dude, you've never been to Lake Tahoe. He was like, you know what? We're, we're ending everything, all like work stuff for the rest of the day. We're going to Lake Tahoe. You have to go before you leave. He was like, honestly, I, I would extend your flight, but you have a busy week ahead of you. And I was like, okay, yeah, for sure. Uh, I don't mind cutting work early and, and going to a lake. But I, I had like no swimwear, so I actually had to bum one of his like uh, his uh, uh, swimming shorts. Luckily, he packed extra, and we made the drive. And I was luckily we were in Carson City, and so Carson City is actually not too far from Lake Tahoe. It's about a thirty minute drive. But the way it worked, and I'll never forget it. We're driving. This is when was this? The October. It's around this time. It was around this time last year. And so we're driving up the mountain. Uh, so you have to go up these mountains. And so we're driving up the mountains. And all I remember is just trees, just trees, 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 pine trees everywhere. And as we were getting to the top, it was starting to like be like uh, snowy. So it was like snow-capped tops. And I just remember driving and seeing this. And I was like, wow, this is kind of cool. But the drive was just super long up this mountain. And I was like, man, what is this lake? And everyone was hyping up this lake. They were like, you have to see this lake. You have to see this lake. It's like gorgeous. The most beautiful lake you'll ever see. And I had this impression. I was like, man, I'm going to be let down when I see it. I know for a fact, like everyone's hyping this up. And every time I've been exposed to people to hype up things, it's generally doesn't live up to the hype. Um, and so we're driving, driving. It's me, him, and and the girl that I was training. And we're all driving. And I'll never forget, like as we get to the top, and we loop around and you loop back down, it becomes a valley. And inside this valley is 
the biggest lake I had ever seen in my life. I mean, I've seen some big lakes. I've seen the Great Lakes, and it looked like the Great Lakes, but if the Great Lakes were surrounded by mountains, and it was beautiful. I mean, just tree lines all the way down to the water, and the the water just looked blue. It's just like pure blue, and I just was like, what? What is this? And we drive down, and we get to the bottom, and uh, at this point, the, the it's like 70 degrees outside, so that's what makes me believe it was August or se- September. It was around this time period. And uh, we park at, like, at this random location. First, we stop by the dispensary. There's an actual dispensary on the Nevada side. Um, I'm already forgetting the name of the dispensary. Shoot, it's been so long. Relief? Relief? I believe it's Relief. Uh, right next to the lake. So we stop by, we grab a whole bunch of cannabis and, and so fireball gummies as well, because that's the company I worked for at the time. And we drive up to the lake, we park and oh my God, <laughs> the water, like the view from the top was beautiful. Being there though, at the, like at the lake, it looked like a beach. It was massive. I didn't see from one end to the other. It was huge. I could see the mountains, though, in the background. It looked like a uh, a Bob Ross painting, almost. It was that beautiful. Like, it made me think of, like, the mountains that – because I'm from uh, New Smyrna Beach, Florida, and actually, funny enough, Bob Ross actually died in my hometown. And um, so we have, like, an art gallery there that you can go to, and, and like, you could buy some of his paintings. There was, like, uh, art classes there. And he's pretty famous in, in, in our area. But anyways – I would also grew up watching the PBS studios, like the Bob Ross um, paintings. And I, I will never forget like these beautiful mountaintops that you would draw. And it looked exactly like that. Like it was like in the background mountains and blue lake. And then what topped it all off was this water. I haven't seen water this clear since maybe being in, in the Caribbean and like, being in some of the Caribbean islands out there. But even then, this water was like pure see-through. I mean, I feel like I could see all the way to the bottom, all the way out in the water. Like no matter how far I swam, I could see to the bottom. It was pure, pure. I I just, it it was so magical. And it was funny. Actually, it wasn't even the day before I was supposed to leave. Actually, I left that day. I'm so wrong. Excuse me. On that day, uh, so like I was working, the plan was I was going to work into the afternoon, then my flight was leaving later that night around like 8 o'clock-ish. And so I was going to work and then go to the airport and come back to Vegas. And so I would I would have stayed in Lake Tahoe and I wanted to, but I, I did have a busy schedule after that. And um, it was so hard leaving. And funny enough, like they drove me to the airport, like I'm soaking wet, like I mean, we barely dry off and like I got dropped out the airport and um, I just remember like talking to like random people. They were like, where'd you just come from? I was like, Lake Tahoe. Oh my God. Well worth it. And they were laughing because like I didn't even dry off or anything like that. Um, Super gorgeous. So anyways, that's where I think I'm going to be moving to. So it's very expensive to live there. Like I said, a lot of. It's not too far from San Francisco. 
And a lot of people, especially during the pandemic right now, a lot of people are buying a ton of real estate by the water. So I can't build anywhere near the lake itself, but I don't mind being, you know, a little bit inland from the lake and and having like a 10 minute, 15 minute drive to the lake isn't a, a, a bad idea at all. The land is, is, and like the property is still expensive, but uh, the land isn't too bad. So the land, I've been preliminarily wise. That's, I don't even know if that's a word, but anyways, early looking at like land value cost and we're looking anywhere between like 90 to $150,000 just for the land. A good, good plot of land. Um, like I said, about 10, 15 minutes away from the actual water. But that's perfect, actually. So, and anyways, that's that's an investment. That land is going to be worth a ton in the future, and I'm I'm super excited because I think sometime this time next year, because I have to renew my lease here one more year. So, hopefully by November of next year. But in between now and then, I'm going to be entertaining buying um, some land out there. So I'm I'm waiting out to see. I need to talk to a real estate agent that's familiar with the region and get in touch with them and, and start like talking about this stuff. But yeah, that's, that's the goal. That's the, the, the goal. And I am so excited. Essentially I'm still in Nevada, which is weird to think about. Like uh, the idea that I thought I would have to go to a different state, but I'm, I'm still going to be in Nevada. There's a lot of pluses to that. There's no income tax. So there's no state income tax. The, I think the tax rate's a little bit less in, um, and and the the city it's not called Lake Tahoe. The the city is called State Line, in in Lake Tahoe uh, for the Nevada side. So Nevada side's called State Line, and then on, um, California side I think it's called South Tahoe. I can't remember, but, um, I wouldn't want to live on the California side. Way more expensive. I would have to pay for it. I mean, literally, it makes no sense to live on the California side. And so, yeah, I don't know. I like. I have a lot of people I met while I was out there. A ton of people that I'm going to start re- like reaching out to. I haven't yet, but I'm going to start reaching out to these people to kind of get their thoughts on like the idea of doing this. I know the only downside is the winter. So the winter, it does snow, and if I'm not willing to deal with snow, that's going to be a thing. But, um, I don't like. To, I would I would easily give up four months of the year to look at that view all year long. Like it is honestly like I, I was watching YouTube videos because I was I remember like I got back and I was telling my wife it was like the first thing I wanted to tell her. I had like a few photos of me there. I didn't even want to waste time taking photos. And she was like, Wow, it looks pretty. I was like, No, 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 no. Like we need to go out there and uh, we're waiting for like all these like uh, like all my daughter's vaccinations and everything of that nature that comes to an end in November. Springtime next year, I'm going to take my wife out there. Uh, we're going to make the, the road trip. It's like a six-hour road trip. Um, and I've never made that type of drive anyways. I heard it's, it's kind of dreadful because it's like going through the desert, really. It's not really fun. But I just want to make the drive anyways. But um, yeah, I want to I want to show it to her because like I, I – like, Show her YouTube videos and they also don't do it justice. It's just, it's so surreal going there. It really is. There's so many activities. Uh, like the air is so clean. There, I mean, I don't know if there's any natural disaster components that could exist there. Maybe earthquakes, I guess, because Nevada does get earthquakes and we'd be close to California as well. 
So the, the biggest thing would be an earthquake. But I mean, I don't know if I'd be really worried about earthquakes in a non, like a non-urban area. I guess trees could fall on the house, but I, I, I don't know. Something to think about, I guess. You know, you have to be realistic. So expensive, it snows, and earthquakes. But, I mean, earthquakes can happen here in Las Vegas, and I've been willing to live out here for, like, five years or so. So if I'm willing to live out here, then I can live out there. So now I have to talk about expense, but Vegas could be pretty expensive depending on where you go. So maybe that equals out. The real estate is definitely more expensive, so I would be paying a premium. But, again, like I said, the view is just gorgeous. So, yeah, so now I have, so remember, for Project Green, that's what I'm calling the self-sustaining home project. I have a destination, a pro, like an idea of where I want it to be, uh, and that's State Line, Nevada. Now it's looking at uh, real estate costs, how, like, how can I like, budget doing this, and um, the the layout of the, of the house itself and like how I'm going to like do all of this. I need to look up like solar capabilities in that region. I don't think I can rely on anything but solar. So I don't know uh, how else I'm going to do this. I don't know if there's any river systems that go into Lake Tahoe. I don't, honestly, there's a lot that I need to look up. So that's, this is just all like ideally where I would want to be at, but I still need to figure out like how I'm going to manage everything else. But anyways, Thank you guys so much for hearing me out talking about this. I just got super excited thinking about it. Um, it's just, I, man, it would be so awesome to live out there for a little bit. And I could do my work out there. It doesn't require anything different. And then the same thing for my wife is just moving to a different city within the same state. So it's not like, I, you know, I don't have to change like states with my insurance license or anything of that nature. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Don't get too hyped up, Jason. Don't get too hyped up. Anyways, thank you guys so much for hearing me out today, and I will catch all of you guys manana. Peace.